All right, welcome to the podcast, The Ultimate Men's Playbook. We have Matt back from last week. How's it going, Matt? How's it going? I'm glad to be back. Right on. I got to tell you, last week we had record numbers, uh, 15 times more listeners than last time. And the podcast is rocking, I got to tell you. But uh, for whatever reason, last week it got a lot of traction. We got some good info and today's going to be friggin' explosive. We're going to talk about you are your brand today. So really excited about this one. Yeah, me too. This one's pretty exciting, uh, especially especially basing it off the chapters in your book. Yeah, you got that right. Um, so, are you a Nike brand or are you a Walmart brand? Are you a Lamborghini or do you see yourself as a Yaris? Are you a filet mignon or do you see yourself as a beef jerky? So a little bit of fun there. Oh, man, I don't... I don't really see myself as any of those. I mean, one is usually better than the other, better quality. But like you said, I, I go by my own brand. I go by the Matt Katipi's brand. You know, I'm always branding myself just as anyone else should. Yeah, you got that right. Uh, you listen to a guy like Jay-Z. Jay-Z talking about, are you a businessman or are you a business man? And Jay-Z is a business because that is his brand. He is a walking, living brand. And I think people can brand themselves in a way that really produces great results in their own lives. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, it's one of my favorite quotes, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. So true. So you look at a guy like a consummate professional means somebody who handles things coolly in the face of pressure and somebody who's admired and respected for their excellence of execution. And when I think of um, a consummate professional, I think of two people. I think of Dr. Dre. And I think of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, you give him the ball and he's going to win the game. Here's a guy who has turned a shoe company uh, into a mega super hit. Uh, The guy's pretty amazing. And the reason why I bring up Michael Jordan is because you had a chance to meet Michael Jordan when you were in the White House. I mean, you talked to Bill Gates, uh, Robert De Niro, Ellen, Tom Hanks, Barack Obama, Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Pretty crazy. How was it like meeting those guys and talking to some of those people? Uh, you know, you definitely notice a difference between uh, a lot of those people. Um, the ones that I got to talk to the most were, were Bill Gates, Tom Hanks, and uh, Michael Jordan. And I know we're talking about Michael Jordan here, but there's a lot to learn from all three of those guys. Um, and the, the thing is, like, they're constant professionals in everything they do, and it's not the biggest things that they're doing. They're doing the small, simple things that you especially talk about in your book. Um, the one thing being uh, just calling someone by their name. You know, when I when I went to reach out to all of them, I said, how's it going? They said, hey, what's your name? And I said, Matt. And they go, hey, how's it going, Matt? And then when I was leaving the White House, they remembered me by my first name. They said, hey, Matt, I'll catch you later. And like, you know, seeing a guy like Michael Jordan say, hey, Matt, I'll see you later. Or Tom Hanks, I see on movies all the time, say, hey, Matt, I'll see you later. Remember my name? It made me feel pretty special. And I'm a pretty confident guy. I don't really need that. You know, I don't really need that kind of thing. But I mean, when they, when they said that, I'm like, man, like they remember my name. Tom Hanks remember my name. Michael Jordan remember my name. You know what I mean? Now, you had told me that Tom Hanks impressed you the most. Yeah, I mean, Tom Hanks was, was the most impressive just because of how personable you could be with me. He was... He was like my best friend when we were at the White House. He was joking around with me about Greece, about Canada, about how cold Canada was. Um, that, that Just being my friend, you know, like it, it was almost like we knew each other for forever. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, Michael Jordan, though, okay, is he the legend that everyone 
thinks he is. Because, like I said, I mean, the, the guy has won so many championships. They, they call him the GOAT. Uh, he looks great. He dresses great. Um, what Did he live up to the hype? I'm not, I'm not one to talk down on anybody's name. You know, he's one guy that you can respect a lot. Um, I mean, but the one thing I noticed about him was he was really calm, cool, and collected, especially winning such a big award um, at the White House. Um, and that, but was, over, that, was the pr- that was the Presidential uh, Medal of Freedom. Yeah, yeah the Medal of Freedom. Okay. You know, that's a pretty prestigious award. Um, but just overall... I wasn't, he's not really trying to impress anybody, but you know what I mean? Like nothing stood out about these guys. They're just normal people that have done big things through their, through their simplicity, you know, mastering simple things. Yeah, exactly. All right. So here's the question. How important is your appearance? And if you were to brand yourself and turn a few things around, and we're going to talk about some of those things, can you go from maybe looking like shit or having low confidence and turning it completely around. Do you believe it's possible? Now, we're going to put a caveat to this. This person has to be able to say, fuck it, I'm just going to go for it. That's it. Never mind insecurities. Never mind a lack of self-confidence. Just tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. And if they do these things, can that appearance and the way they care themselves totally change their life around forever? Yeah, I, I think the answer is yes. And I think there's a, a very very detailed formula to getting there um and like like i asked you a few days ago like how do you actually do it and you you broke it down and it's actually not hard once you hear it from someone like you or or me but um it's definitely it's definitely doable but confidence and uh you know anxiety and nervousness and all those things that are just you're gonna be a little bit scared doing it i feel like yeah no i hear you okay so the first thing is people have to wrap their mind around getting their bodies in order Okay, they got to get into a fitness routine that helps them get into shape to to look the part of a, a person who looks good. Okay, so uh, that can take anywhere from 30 days to sometimes even six months or a year. Okay, but when you do get fit, a couple things happen. Number one, it shows that you respect yourself. Second thing it shows is that you, you have some discipline. The third thing is it, it shows you've got some focus and there's nothing more attractive to an employer or a woman that's somebody who has self-respect, discipline, and focus. Never mind the body. It's not about the biceps and triceps, but a person who works out and trains on a regular basis and has also a good personality and gets shit done, that person's respected. 100%. Not everyone's going to have the the biggest and the best body, but you you mentioned it before. You know, someone goes from uh, like 0% to, to 20%, you're like, wow, you know, you see that guy and you're like, wow, as opposed to someone who goes from uh, 50% to, to 55%, you know, like it's big, big changes that you see bet- from, from people and it's based on their discipline and their hard work and you kind of go, oh my, I respect that guy, you know? Right. Okay. Now, political correctness aside, you've got a person who is fit, attractive versus a person who maybe is unkept and is out of shape. And you're hiring them for a job. Yeah. Who do you hire? If both, if now understand, both abilities are equal in terms of getting the job done. Who do you hire? Yeah, I mean it's a no-brainer. Everything's equal, um, and you're trying to go get a job. You know, it's a it's a competition. So who's going to win the competition? Someone who's more prepared within that opportunity. 
and you know it's it's given who's gonna win it's the person who's better kept who maybe better looking better fit just because they're doing these small little things well here's the thing how can you run a company if you can't even say no to a donut or how can you even do a daily task when you can't even shave your face <laughs> exactly all right so first step number one you want to improve your appearance and you want to walk uh, with this new brand identity consumer profession professional you got to get into shape bottom line number one number two your attire let's talk about clothing <laughs> question for you does the man make the clothes or do the clothes make the man yeah you mean the man makes the clothes all day you know like I've I've went shopping with you before and I think it was uh, we went to Winners which is a Canadian like Ross uh, or Marshalls and then we went to uh, H&M and I remember it was for prom and prior to that I went suit shopping for the White House actually and for the White House I bought a suit or my host family bought me a suit for I'm gonna say like a thousand five hundred dollars and I'm like oh man like this, this is a nice suit you know it's like Hugo Boss I was, I was feeling nice and then you took me to get my suit because we, no way we're spending that much fucking money on a suit, right? And I looked a hundred times better in the suit from, I think it was, I think it was H&M, from H&M and it was like 50 bucks and it just looked better. It was, it was tight, it was tighter. It suited my body better. You know what I mean? I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, it's crazy. You go with a uh, European fit versus a, um, a North American fit. And I'll be honest with you, I cannot wear a North American fit because it's tight on the shoulders and it just flies on my midsection because my waist is small. It looks horrible, <laughs> right? But they make that for the average North American man. Bottom line is it's got to be a trim fit around the waistline. Otherwise, it looks like okay, shit. Not everyone's like but, you, though. You know, like sometimes I see you try to put on a dress shirt and you've actually like ripped one in the change room before. Not everyone's like that, okay? <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. Can you be? Can you be? Can you put on a little bit of muscle mass on your shoulders and trim your waistline and get a V taper? Anyone can do yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, and in doing so, and, and in doing so, you can actually um, get your attire um, looking proper on your body. So here's what I recommend to people. I recommend that they've got one outfit that's kind of like their power outfit. So if you're going for a job interview, or if you're going on a whatever on a date, for example, or you're meeting somebody important, you've got to have that power outfit. Agreed. Oh, I mean, you gotta have maybe like one, two, or three. I'm a, I'm a fashion guy. I really like my fashion, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you in some places. I think, yeah, you gotta have your power outfits, power shoes, power clothes. You gotta have that, that you know, in that closet. You gotta have those. Okay, so you got those outfits. You got your couple of really nice stuff for work. Um, what about on a Saturday? You're going to the mall. Now, remember, you're your brand. How should you dress up? It all depends on. on what makes you feel good, what you look good in. Um, but you have to have some kind of outfit that, that like you said, makes you a person. You know, you're presenting yourself always. You're walking around as your brand. So for me, it's not the most expensive outfit. For a lot of people, it, it doesn't have to be the most expensive. Simple as a white t-shirt from Walmart. It's two bucks. You get some jeans from I don't know where. Maybe you invest in a pair of jeans that last you for 10 years. Um, and you I'm a shoe guy, so a bunch of shoes, and that's it. White t-shirt, black jeans, and shoes. And you look like a million dollars compared to someone who's all Gucci'd out, all Louis vuitton out, who's fat, and their, their stomach's popping through their, through their shirt. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you remember the time we went with, um, I won't say his name, but uh, one of your cousins. We took him shopping. Yep. Remember that I day? Do. Okay. And he had no fashion sense whatsoever. So he's the kind of guy who wears the uh, white running shoes and the um, cheap pair of blue jeans and a white t-shirt. Yep. Brought him into the clothing store. What happened? He, he looked horrible. <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know what to do. You know, that's my yeah. guy. So I'm not gonna talk about him. But you know, like yeah, I, he's a, he's our guy. He's a good dude. But you know, he just didn't know what to yeah, do. He didn't know what to do. He had no experience. He didn't know what he was doing. So okay. So so we start from the bottom up. Okay. So what do you do with shoes? Well, for him, we we took him shopping. He said, "I didn't like this. I didn't like this. I don't like this." And we finally found a pair of shoes for him. Okay, what did we get him? What, what did he have? Uh, I think it was just a, a nice pair <laughs> of slick vans, like you know, just some good vans. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Okay, we had some jeans that were a little more tapered, a little bit more fitting to his body. We did. That was the second thing mm-hmm. we did. We got him a few okay, pairs, and, uh, and then his shirts. And then we got it. We got him a few shirts. Like he he chose those shirts, and and he tried them on in and out, in and out. He's not the the biggest guy. He's not like a fat, so you know he's a. He's got a good, decent body. We got him some 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 T-shirts that were fitting to his body, and he looked good. At the end of the day, he looked good. And, and the best thing about it, I think that's the point you're trying to get to, is he was walking around the next few months, and then I saw him this past year, and he's walking around like he owns the place, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right, let's talk about grooming. We're talking about uh, hair, brushing your teeth, body odor, fingernails, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, how is it, how important is it to have a good hairdo? Man, it's it's so hard to get a good hairdo. I will say that. Like I'm one guy who's just sometimes it's a good hair day, sometimes it's a bad hair day. But yes, it's real important. You got to put effort into it. I know you cut your own hair, but you may go to a barber. I go to a barber, and there's only two guys that can do it, and, and it's super important, man. When I tell you, it's so important. Well, have you seen the during these COVID times when things were shut down and people were, uh, I mean, they looked awful. Oh. oh, man. You couldn't go to your barber. These guys looked really bad and it showed. I just imagine going to a business meeting or in that case, a Zoom meeting looking like that. That's a deal killer. Bottom line, 100%. right? 100%. Um, uh, I know this. When I shave, I look 10 years younger. It's that simple. When I don't shave, it just doesn't look right. And you've got other people who, I mean, having a beard nowadays is a big thing, but you got to keep it kept. 100%. I mean, it says something about you, a person who's kept versus a person who's not. It's a discipline thing. Oh, yeah. You, you look at someone and, and you have a little bit of shagginess in their beard and it's not clean cut, chopped at the right places. They're going to be like, okay, you just, you're just going to think about him like, yo, is this guy really do his job? Uh, what is he doing? What is he doing on his spare time? Is he disciplined or is he just eating junk food on the, on the couch watching TV? You know, although I hate to, to make yeah. assumptions on people, it just naturally happens when you see that. Yeah, and I hear people say, well, I don't care what other people think. Well, well you should care what other people think because the bottom line is uh, we live in an interdependent world. Yeah, that's a bullshit and, excuse. That's you know, a bullshit want- excuse, man. Oh, totally bullshit. I mean, if you want to make a sale, you want to connect with somebody, that kind of stuff, you got to bring your A-game forward. If you don't, they're just going to push you to the wayside. I've used that excuse before. I don't care what people think. And then I reevaluated my haircut. I'm like, fuck, this looks horrible. So I I, I fixed my my fucking hair. 
yeah, whether you like it or not, you do make an impression. You're going to make impressions on people, and sometimes you're going to kill it with a first impression. And when I say kill it, it could be really good or it could be really bad. You don't get the job. So uh, my take on this is you want to look good all the time. Unless you're at home, locked away, and you're not going anywhere. And even then, you still want to look good. Okay, it's a sense of self-pride. We might argue on that one, but uh, you always want to look good. That's what a consummate professional does. Yeah, and I think what we're about to get to is you got to look good, but you also have to act the part in, in the way you look. Oh, yeah, you could put a Gucci suit on somebody or a really cool outfit. And, uh, if they don't exude the confidence with a few different actions, they're done in the water. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the walk. Okay, we're going to talk about the walk. Now, you look at anyway, you take a look at a guy like Dwayne Johnson. When he walks um, down a pathway, he's imposing, he's impressive. Yeah, man. I, There's something about him, like he's got a swagger. He's got him. an approachable slash scary swagger. And then you got someone like, in your book, I'm, I'm referring a lot to your book, you got Putin. <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Okay, listen, that guy's like a quarter of the size of the rock. But Vladimir Putin, when he walks, looks badass. It's a slow swagger, looks straight ahead, shoulders back, confident. One of the arms kind of moves a little bit. The other arm is kind of ready to pull out a gun. Yeah, that's, that's one guy that just owns the room just by the way he walks. So that's what we're trying to get at here, you know? Okay, so should somebody practice their walk? And the answer is absolutely. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge yes. you on that real quick. yes. Do you, do you, yep, do you want to practice the way you walk or do you want to own the way you walk? Because I've seen you laugh at the way I walk sometimes. Yeah, you've got the Toronto basketball swag. <laughs> I got the McAtee swag. I just walk. I just walk how I walk. <laughs> I just walk with a lean. I walk with some, with some sway. You know what I mean? Okay. Right. So you've got to own a confident walk. So if you don't have that walk, get your shit together and develop your own walk. That's okay. the first thing. Okay, second thing, eye contact. How important is eye contact? Because I know this, when I'm in a discussion with somebody, I'm going to own their eyes. The moment I look down, there's a sense of weakness. The moment they look down, they're done. Yeah. Always maintain eye contact with somebody. Now, not to the point that you're staring at them, but you want to have that dominant eye contact. Talk you know, to people look to the side sometimes. Uh, it just shows... They're just not confident sometimes, you know, like they just don't know what they're talking about. You know, you could be someone who knows nothing about a topic. Uh, and that's been me in a few cases. And if you look at someone in the eyes, like you said, not in a creepy way, but you just look into someone's eyes like in a dominant way, like you know what you're doing, confident, they're going to be like, hey, this guy knows what he's doing. This guy kind of, you know, if you're in a position of power that way. So I think that's a huge thing. Right, and also shows a sense of uh, being genuine. Oh yeah, as well. yeah. You know, Making you look at someone. Right? Sometimes I talk to someone, and they're just like they're looking to the side, they're looking away. Do you even care about what I'm talking about, or are you turn too nervous to look at me? You know, just sometimes you just got to take into consideration what what looking at someone's eyes um, respect. You know? Yeah, big time. Totally agree with that. Okay, third thing: slow down your speech. Yeah. Make your words count. Make your words direct. Pause once in a while. What do you think? <laughs> uh, there's one person you told me to think of before this podcast, um, and that's that's the person I'm gonna bring up right now. Is is uh, is it Mr. Wolf? 
Mr. Wolf Mr. from Pulp Wolf. Fiction. You know, if something goes super shitty in a situation, he's got to clean up some dead bodies. And this is the way he talks in that situation. He's cool. He's calm. He's collected, right? He he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He, and that's just that's a pressure situation. You know, he just slows down. He doesn't talk. He listens. And when he does talk, he asks questions. You know, he keeps the conversation going. When he talks, he makes a statement. Everyone's waiting for Mr. Wolf to talk just because he moves that type of way. Now, having said that, if you watch, I mean, everyone's watched Pulp Fiction. If you have not seen Pulp Fiction, go to YouTube, type in Mr. Wolf and watch the three or four minute segment. Here's a little guy. It's Harvey Keitel. Okay. But his character exudes confidence yeah and an, another guy i mean he's got his shit another together. guy that just Go popped ahead. in my mind was from django the dude from django um the what, christopher, <laughs> yeah, christopher yeah. something he's the actor i forget yeah he was killer, he's killer. In the movie. just killer he has, a, in the he movie. has a, a high voice kind of you know he he talks pretty fast but the way he talks he talks slow, you know, he talks with confidence, he talks with, he just establishes himself in that moment, you know? Those are two guys, fictional characters, that do a great job of that. And then it can happen in the real in real life, too. You're the biggest example that I can think of um, in, in real life. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, uh, another thing is know people's names. So when I shake somebody's hand, I've got to listen to their name. And if I didn't catch their name, it's so important to catch their name that first time. Make any connection you can to remember that name. Guy says, my name is Jake. Okay, Jake the Snake. (laughs) There's my connection. I will not forget this guy's name because I got to tell you, there's nothing more music to a person's ear than when you say, hey, Jake, how's it going? Or as, as Jake said this they people love oh, hearing man. their name it's crazy how much people love hearing their name you know it makes you feel it makes me it makes anyone who hears their name feel so much better uh just just something simple like today i was at the cafeteria after reading your chapter of the book and this guy was doing a great job the guy is serving the food doing a great job and i'm like i looked at his name it says chance i'm like i can say hey you're doing a good job and he'll probably be like oh thanks but i said hey chance you're doing a real good job because he does a every day and this guy lit up and he was like holy shit i think i made his year <laughs> not fuck his day i think i made his year he was so happy he's not he's not gonna forget <laughs> that you know and he's probably gonna go 10 times harder tomorrow at his job that's true it's true and it's something as simple as knowing yeah, somebody's I mean, and, name and, you know right the one thing that i need to work on and a lot of people need to work on that i want to make emphasis on is trying to remember that name so like you said make that connection because I'm one of the worst at it. I have a horrible memory, um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna remember someone's name. Sometimes I'm gonna be like, oh shit, I forget his name, and that's that's bad. We want to be able to remember people's names because it goes a long way. It goes a really long way, and the other thing that goes a super long way is actually knowing somebody's interests. And uh, I'm in a unique position that I know everybody's biggest interest. Everybody I talk. And why is that? Because guess what their biggest oh, interest is? <laughs> it's, it's go themselves. for it, tell me. Exactly. And when you go into a conversation knowing that their favorite topic is themselves, 
you dominate the conversation. Uh, you dominate the conversation from a standpoint of uh, what I use is something called form. Okay, so form F O R M is family, occupation, recreation, and miscellaneous. Okay, so I can ask them about anything. Family, for example. Hey, do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, tell me about your.、Uh, you know, tell me about what you learned from your dad, or tell me about. Hey, you got a brother? Tell me about your brother, or their occupation. Talk to me about your job. Is that the career you want to do for the rest yep, of your life?、Yep. That kind of stuff, right? And what they, and what ends up happening is they start talking. And when they start talking and sharing, and you get to know them, all of a sudden they're like, you know what? I can trust this guy, Tom. He's listening to me. And at the end of the conversation, he's talked eighty-five percent of the time. You've talked fifteen percent of the time. But the guy says, "Man, I love the conversation with you. Why? Because you got to know them. Their favorite topic is themselves. So you learn about their family. You learn about their occupation. You learn about their recreation and in the yeah, miscellaneous. Yeah, no, hundred percent.、Right? And I, it ties in exactly with what you said before.、Um, you're listening to someone talk about themselves, and it sounds bad, but personally, I'm interested in learning about a lot of people because I know myself. You know. I'm not gonna go talk and talk about myself, but you hear someone talk about themselves and their story and all this, all this stuff, and you don't have to, you don't have to do any of the work. You're not the one talking.、Um, you say one or two, three words throughout the, that conversation, and it really sticks out to them. They're like, "Man, this guy cares." You know, like he really, he's really listening to me. You develop a trust without really even doing anything. You develop a sense of power without even doing anything. And a lot of people, this is what this podcast is yeah, for. A lot、yeah. of people just. Don't understand these these things. You know, I've grown up listening to you、uh, feed this information to me, whether it's on our car drives to the gym in the morning or whatnot. But a lot of people just don't understand these social cues. They don't really they don't really know. You know. Well, I'll tell you right. I'll tell you right now. If you don't do this, and you're in a situation where you have a conversation and you don't know what to say, and you start talking about yourself, it's an instant turnoff to the other person. Now, listen. I'm not going to talk to somebody if I don't see any value in the conversation. If it's not going to go anywhere from a standpoint of maybe developing a friend or a strategic partnership, I won't waste my time. Okay, but at the same time, I do want to get to know somebody for the sake that maybe maybe I will develop a friend. But if that person starts rambling because they don't know how to speak, well, half the time the you're going to be thinking of what do I say after this guy starts stops talking? You're gonna be like, hey, like, what am I thinking about? What am I gonna say? What am I gonna say? When is this guy gonna shut the fuck up? You know? Yeah. No,、oh, exactly. All right.、Uh, next thing. Let's talk about、um, associations. You hang around winners. Chances are you're gonna be a winner. You hang around people who are not going anywhere in the world. Chances are you're gonna be pulled down. It's true. true. Or false. It's, it's definitely true.、Um, and just one thing I might add is, don't be afraid to to、um, diversify your friend group or the people you hang out with. Just because someone is a freaking computer, I like to call them computer geeks, but just computer freak. They just know a bunch of stuff, genius that you have absolutely no interest in. Because I know I don't. Doesn't mean you can't be their friend. Because my cousin is one of those guys. And he's one of my best friends, and he makes me better. But we have nothing in common, almost. You know what I mean? So don't limit yourself. But I completely agree. So you need to level up with your friendships. Now that doesn't mean you you abandon friends who are maybe in a bit of a rut. You never abandon your friends. You never abandon true friends.、Uh, 
in times of need, you're there for them. But at the same time, my advice to everybody is you need to level up. Find the sharpest person at work. Find some sharp people at the gym, people that you associate with, and start frequenting your time with winners, people who do things. Got to give you an example. I mean, uh, so I'm in Costa Rica here, and I had a chance to talk to this guy. Uh, we went to his house for dinner. This guy, I got to tell you, is a mover and shaker in the business world. And he was talking about sales funnels, and you just saw the passion, right? I'm listening in and I'm learning because this guy makes two hundred and fifty to five hundred thousand dollars a year, at least I would say. Okay, and the reason why he does is he's charismatic. He knows what he's talking about. He's made tons of connections, and I want to learn from a guy like that. He brings 100%. up my game, so I've got to bring my game up from the income I'm making to the next well, level. I want to 10x things, right? And the only way. Yeah. What's that? He does. Absolutely. Versus talking to another guy about the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who gives a shit about the Toronto Maple Leafs? I don't. No, nah, man. You know, I uh, the one quote is is really important to me and I live by when choosing my friends is is uh, losers talk about other people. Average, average people mm. talk about events and great people talk about ideas. Yep. Right? You know, that's, I, I live by that. Yeah, right? And like, it's just something that has stuck in my mind. I don't, I don't even remember the quote. That's just off some memory. But, you know, you got to be talking about ideas, about, about formulating things. You know, if you're a, if you're, if you're an average person, you talk about, oh, what's, what's happening tonight? What's, what's popping tonight? What parties can we go to? And that's fine. You can go to parties and stuff like that. But then you have the losers and you go, oh man, what the hell is this guy doing? What's he doing? What's he doing? And you're in a room talking about somebody else. I don't like those type of people, you know? I'm not going to be, I, I will never be like that. You know, you have to talk. And Go people ahead. get, right, people get sucked into those conversations. People get sucked into those conversations. And if you catch yourself being in one of those situations, I'm going to tell you right now, you need to change oh, your yeah. brand. Because that's not going to get you And it's so anywhere. easy to get yourself sucked into those situations because guess what? Half of the people, more than half of the people in the world are, are those type of people. They're not taking oh, yeah. the time to listen to this right now. They're talking about someone else right now. Or or they're the same yeah, ones exactly. talking shit about this podcast, you know? <laughs> and they can do that. Um, and then it comes down to, uh, you know, how you compare yourself to other people. You know, it's very easy to look at somebody else and say, well, I'm better than them. But uh, being a little bit better than average is not going to get you anywhere in this world. So what I like to do is actually uh, look at a few key role models, people I respect, and either reach out to them or learn from them. So, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, listening to some of the stuff that Elon Musk produces because he thinks differently. I can learn something from that, right? So a young kid coming up, what I would recommend they do is find two or three role models, whether it's actually physical contact with somebody or uh, reading. Or a podcast, for example, could learn tons from a podcast such as ours right now, or from a book, reading about how um, um, somebody, a leader in this world, would would approach something. No, I, no, I, I agree. What are your I thoughts? Think, I think you really need to educate yourself. Um, I do it all the time, just naturally, just out of instinct. I do. I look at the best, and I try to be the best. I chase perfection, and it's it's almost unhealthy sometimes how much I do, 
but it's you, you need to you need to do you need to do great and and by doing great you look at other people who have done great and you do better you know like uh michael jordan who did he look at who is kobe bryant looking at kobe was looking at michael jordan who's lebron looking at lebron's looking at kobe you know you, you look at someone and you say i can do better and it could be something simple it could be something real simple and, and if you do that you're gonna you're gonna up your game that's the whole point of this right you're gonna up your game Right now, hold on a second. Excellence versus perfection, because there's a big, big oh, difference. Man. You can never be perfect, but boy, boy, can you strive for excellence. The moment you seek perfection, you're never going to get there. You're always going to be disappointed in yourself. But if you focus on excellence, okay, raising your game, striving to be better, yeah, you're incrementally. Uh, chances are, chances are, your life is going to be super significant. Hundred percent. You're going to have off days. You're going to have great days. You're going to have average days. You got to make every day some areas. You got to be, you got, you don't have to be perfect, right? And that's something you, you've talked to, to me about a lot. Of. Man, you chase perfection too much. And I'm like, shit. And it's almost, it's almost a downfall sometimes. And I'm starting to realize excellence, you know, you got to achieve excellence. Every day you got to achieve excellence, not perfection. Because perfection is almost impossible to, to achieve. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so basically that means one day at a time. Every day you're looking towards excellence with your own brand in mind, changing your identity, creating a brand for yourself. You start with your fitness and getting into shape. Number two, your attire. You get your shit in order clothing-wise and you buy a few nice outfits that are going to accentuate your body. You groom yourself properly. Get your walk down. Slow down your speech. Make eye contact with everybody you meet. Know people's names. Get to know more about them. Form, family, occupation, recreation, and uh, miscellaneous. And you just listen to people. You start associating with people who are uh, your level or above, preferably above. You're leveling up. Look for some role models. Start listening to podcasts that are meaningful. Reading books, quotes, and seeking a life of excellence. That's what this podcast is about. Changing your brand to a brand that changes you and benefits others and makes and you gets feel you better about yourself. Level. Makes makes you makes you proud of yourself. Yeah, because I got to tell you because I'll tell you right now this boy does this world ever need leaders and boy does this world ever need people to step up to think for themselves 100%. and make shit happen. I definitely agree. All right, let's leave it at that, man. Great talking to you. And yeah, uh, we'll catch you next Thank podcast. You. All right.